0: Laura. Hi. <laughs> Are you excited? Yes. Tell me why you're excited, Laura. We have all the things coming. We have all the things coming. Do you want to tell this lovely audience what <laughs> things we have coming? Because I am very very titillated well can i tell you the first thing that's happening we're going to bali we are going to bali we're gonna go to like the tropical nature beautiful island i'm so excited so excited and we are going to be shooting four episodes there which will take us all the way through november while i'm in australia and unfortunately we'll be separated again (gasps) but we get to watch each other every week separated but now in my mind (laughs) (laughs) We're going to use our toys. (laughs) And coming up in the new year, January 4 through 7, we will be at the ABN Expo show. We have a booth. The, the podcast and for me and my merch, so you can come and hang out and meet Laura and I. So, come get excited for that. It's January 4 through 7 at Resorts World in beautiful Las Vegas. So, we hope to be able to see you guys there. We are going to be having meet and greets, live interviews. Yes. We are going to have merch, all the merch that you guys have yeah. been waiting and wanting to see and buy. It's going to be available first at the convention, and then we're figuring out some new things for the new year as well. So, stay tuned, um, and we hope that. You guys will join us at the convention. Get, your tickets. Show. get your tickets. Uh there will be a ticket in all of the descriptions, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you're listening on an audio platform, just check the description for where you can get your tickets. We hope to see you there. Yeah.
1: Like me being me, I'm just like stiff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know my angles when it comes to so you
0: photo shoots. I only know middle. angles
1: when it comes to posing for a bodybuilding show. Yeah.
0: Welcome back one and all, and thank you for listening. If you're new here, this is the Totally Wholesome, Not Dirty podcast, and I'm your host, Molly Stewart. We define wholesome a little differently here, and my guests span everywhere from the adult industry to the vanilla side of humanity. If you haven't, please consider subscribing. Word of mouth is what helps this podcast grow, so share with a friend, leave a comment, download an episode, or anything you can to help with the algorithm. I release episodes every Monday, and if you're subscribed, you'll never miss an episode. You don't want to miss out on all the crazy conversations that evolve here. Um, But that's enough from me, and let's get to today's guest. I actually used to, I like to like cut off all the hair of my Barbies and just sometimes take off their arms and legs and see if I could put them onto other Barbies. Oh, really? Yeah have problems. Anyway, welcome back to the Totally Wholesome Not Dirty Podcast. I'm your host, Molly Stewart Eliquid <laughs> <laughs> And today I have Ariel joining me. We've spoken over the Internet, and Laura has been lucky enough to meet her already and do her makeup for her biceps. That was awesome. It was very awesome. She said that you were fantastic, and so we had to have you on. And then luckily, (laughs) I just happened to be in Australia, so it all works out. And we are coming to you from Creative Freedom Studios, who was kind enough, to let us shoot here after our photo shoot. But before we talk about the photo shoot, we are in my favorite room, which is full of creepy Barbies on the wall, which you guys have seen photos of me in this room before. And you were like, oh, creepy Barbies. I love it. So anyway. I love it too. But we were talking about you and your thing with Barbies in the beginning. So tell us about how you played with Barbies as you were, when you were a child.
1: So when I was younger, I used to put the female Barbie doll head onto like the guy's body because I just thought, they looked better with bigger muscles, even though the guy Barbie dolls have literally no muscles. <laughs>
0: they look like little really bitches. weak and pathetic. <laughs>
1: but i still did it just because they looked bigger
0: yeah and yeah. you wanted to have big muscles and now you do yeah so how how did you get into like the whole fitness thing because so the photo shoot that we did today is a little bit different than the shoots that ariel has typically done and does yeah. for her biceps which is all as you guys have seen probably some of mine as well but not nearly to the extent of her amazing muscles just a lot of flexing and Basically, arm wrestling men, throwing them in pools. Bicep killing like guys. Yes, you were telling me about <laughs> that. So tell me, all right, so tell me about like your first her bicep shoe and like how did you kind of come to do that?
1: Um, so, a lot of like my social media base is around, I guess, muscle and beauty. So, they reached out to me and wanted to have me on board to, I guess, make some content with. I guess, uh, lifting people and just do some flexing and stuff like that. So that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoy it just because I'm so used to, I guess, flexing like my pecs, so like my biceps, mm-hmm. shoulders, legs um, and just training in general. So, yeah, it's just a lot of fun just to showcase a mix between muscle and beauty.
0: Yeah, so, that's really and, cool.
1: and use my strength on little, little guys. <laughs>
0: a little bitch boys. <laughs> Which is literally, it's so funny, because when you do, like, a her bicep shoot, it's literally, like, they're, like, shit talk them now. And I'm, like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, here we go.
1: (laughs) Time to make it juicy. (laughs) Yes.
0: So, before you got in, like, how long have you been, basically, on your fitness journey? Like, I guess, as people say, just because, you know, like, you haven't been shooting for her biceps that long, have you? Uh,
1: No, I kind of do, like, my own shoots. I never really got into photo shoots and stuff like that, just because I kind of felt quite self-conscious with being quite a small figure at the time. Even though I was competing, I just kind of felt within myself that I wasn't good enough for myself. I just wanted to be bigger, more muscular. So um, I took like a bit of a turn because I competed for the wellness category. I Mm -hmm. don't know if you know wellness.
0: Yeah, I've I've learned about wellness a little bit from Brandy, who was on the podcast as well, which you
1: guys So it's very much that Brazilian, like sexy, um, you know, soft upper body with very big muscular legs. And you
0: have like Chun-Li legs. Like it's crazy. <laughs> we were shooting photos and she had these fishnets on. I was like, girl, you can see like every little piece of your leg muscles this is so freaking cool. Yes. Yeah, I have so, little bitch legs. Look at these little skinny things. Anyway
1: <laughs> I completely forgot what I was saying for a sec.
0: Oh so you were getting into sorry, <laughs> I said a lot <laughs> wellness modeling. Oh yes. And then I just
1: decided, you know what? Um, it feels more me to be bigger, more chunky, and I just really want to um, embrace a different side of me where it's not just lean, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like I had to do a photo shoot with just being lean and, you know, I just wanted to be, feel bigger and just stronger, mm-hmm. more powerful, and that's why I'm really loving like my muscle building phase, because mm-hmm. uh, I actually gained 17 kilos this year. Oh. So I was like I don't know hmm. what that is
0: in pounds because I'm from America. I honestly have
1: no idea in pounds. <laughs>
0: Alright, I'm gonna look it up right now. We need to know. All right. Seventeen. Oop, that's sixteen. I know what numbers are. Kilograms two pounds. Thirty-seven point four pounds. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, because I was actually quite sick, so I lost a whole bunch of weight.
0: Um and Did then COVID get you? Pardon? Did COVID get you? Twice. Oh, girl, <laughs> me too. Wait, no, sorry, three times. But I don't know. It wasn't that bad for me. How how did it, how did COVID affect you? Because I've heard so many different things from different people who have had it. Like some people just down for the count, thought they would have to go to the hospital. Luckily, nobody that I know did get hospitalized, so that was very very lucky. But for me, like man, I was telling everybody, I would have rather had COVID than strep throat. Like that's how yeah. little I was just so tired. Yeah. So how did that?
1: I guess uh, it affected me a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So. I guess at the start, I just felt sick. Mm -hmm. I was very fatigued. And then it got to the point where I couldn't get out of my bed. Uh And I was like, like, what's going on? You know, Mm -hmm. so my partner was like, "Okay, if you can't get out of bed and you can't just do normal things like have a shower or even just eat, Mm -hmm. I was struggling to eat. And so he sent me to the hospital and I was there for 10 days and I just lost a whole bunch of weight. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. As far um, as like
0: couldn't eat. Was that like did you lose like the taste and smell? Or, yeah, like, I lost food, my taste on and smell. Or was it like like you physically couldn't eat as I well? I
1: lost my taste and my smell for about ten months. Oh my god! Yeah,
0: my man, when he got when he got COVID, he as well lost his sense of smell yeah and it was the same he was like the like it's, it's kind of one of the best things about food because even like especially when you're hungry and you smell something good like we were discussing on instagram the other day grilled mm. if you guys have never <laughs> experienced grilled don't grilled even is get me the started bomb. and then you're already so hungry right and you can kind of like not think about it you can put it out of your mind but then as soon as you smell food you're just like i want to eat everything yeah. you know what I
1: mean. but it's like it got to the point where i was so put off food i just did not think about food at all mm-hmm. and then my partner was like you gotta eat and i'm like oh uh, yeah oh you know. fine I guess yeah. i'll
0: just put something in my mouth
1: but um my coach david he constantly gave me like a meal plan throughout the whole time i was sick and he was like you know this is only temporary we're gonna get you better he fixed my adrenals so i had COVID, but i also had streptococcus pneumonia oh sure. um
0: that
1: so that's scary completely shut down my body to the point where i like literally had to learn how to walk. Oh my God. Yeah. So my partner, it was so cool because like, my partner, he was like, I don't know why it's cool, but to me, it's kind of like, it was motivating for me because he was like, if you can walk around the block once, you can go back to the gym. And that mm-hmm. took me ages, but I was so determined just to walk around the block.
0: Just setting those small yeah. goals to breach the bigger goal, which yeah. is just like being alive. <laughs> yeah,
1: literally. <laughs> God. So, um, you know, once I could start walking, He took me to the gym and I was really, I had so much anxiety going to the gym because that's where I caught it. Mm -hmm. And I did not want to go, but it got to the point where I was like, okay, like if I, you know, want to get stronger, I kind of have to, you know, push myself a little bit. Mm -hmm. It got to like, I was having dumbbells at home doing bicep curls and whatnot, lifting like five kilo little bicep curls. Oh my God, they're gonna be so big and strong one day. Yeah. And um, I actually have a video where I promised myself that I'll get to eighty kilos by the end of the year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm so close to eighty kilos, and oh. I'm like, I gotta get this. You're getting
0: there. <laughs> That's amazing, and like, like how inspiring too to like feel completely like at your worst, and then also to have a partner who supports you enough and to like stick with you and to help you basically find motivation where you couldn't really find it yourself, especially yeah. like being as sick as you were the thing was like i feel like also like once you get to that point it's like if you don't have someone in your corner to kind of like help you achieve whatever goal it is Mm. it's so demotivating because it's like you know people always say too as far as like well you just have to like find the motivation you can't necessarily find motivation it's all about like dedication it's like what are you
1: willing to push the people around you as well Mm -hmm. the thing with me is is like even just being sick I already knew that it was temporary Mm -hmm. so I wasn't thinking about like how much weight I lost I wouldn't even look at myself you know I was so ashamed it was like I don't want to look at myself I just wore baggy clothes put my head down lifted my five kilo dumbbells and I was set I was like okay this is a good start. Yeah. You know,
0: everybody has to start somewhere. That's why I always say to people too, because you, I I don't know, ever since like, and obviously I'm nowhere near you, (laughs) but obviously there's been huge changes in my body, you know, since I started the fitness journey, but you get people who comment like, Oh, you know, I wish I could have arms like you. I wish I could have legs like you. And it's like you you can. Yeah. You know, and maybe not necessarily exactly how I look or how you look, but to whatever your body is capable of doing. But it's up to you to, like, take that first step and everybody starts somewhere. It's just that you have to start. Yeah. It's like working out isn't like isn't hard it's it's kind of like it's annoying do you know what i mean especially if you're just starting out it's just getting
1: into that routine which can be the hard part especially when you've got so much going around you or even just little things going around Mm
0: -hmm. you it's it's just getting your ass to the gym that's that's like the annoying part is making the time because it's like you know i tell people all the time like well i don't have time to go to the gym it's like i don't spend every hour of my day in the gym Mm -hmm. working out it's that you know everybody and i've said this before but like everybody has 30 minutes in their day to sit and watch netflix at the end of the day there are small things that you can be doing while you're watching netflix yeah, to exactly. basically still be doing something it's just about doing more today than you would have otherwise done if yeah. you didn't do it you know it's and like- if are
1: just mixing it up to make it more interesting mm-hmm. rather than continuously doing the same thing mm-hmm. so sometimes like with my coach you know i'm doing something for quite a little while and it's like can i you know, maybe add this in, Mm -hmm. um, to focus on different areas, but yeah, yeah, just mixing, mixing it up, Mm -hmm. maybe changing up your nutrition as well can help.
0: Yeah. Changing up nutrition can help a lot. I think, uh, well, for me, definitely like stopping drinking helped a lot. And obviously, and I've said this before, I know that's not for everybody and not everybody has a problem, but you know, for me, that was one of the big things that I had to change and everybody has something that they can change. And it may not even seem like it's something that's, that big it's not like not everybody's a fucking alcoholic so not everybody has to stop drinking but look how much you've achieved now yeah and it's like but it when you start setting those small goals and it's like when maybe you achieve that first small goal and then it feels so good you're like well what can i achieve next because obviously i did this thing that i didn't think i could do already yeah and i've done that so what's the next thing as someone who always loves new technology one question that i have is why can't tech be cute But then I discovered Kawaii Lighting, and I realized that it actually can be, and it is, at KawaiiLighting.com. These aren't basic ring lights. They stand out. So whether you're looking for RGB to make a statement or want to do something extra cute, like with their cat, heart, or star-shaped lights, KawaiiLighting.com has you covered. Get one for yourself get one for the cute streamer in your life. Whoever you get one for, use code TWND at checkout or click the affiliate link in the description to let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show. The progression and like the pursuit of basically being the best version of yourself that you can be whatever that means to you at like a current time because goals and aspirations change all over the place even like you said you switch more to like the wellness category and then like getting bigger mm. and like getting stronger yeah. and so those different goals and goal posts that we set for ourselves can change all the time it doesn't always have to be one thing
1: and i find change super exciting mm-hmm I mean, you can have a set goal, but then, you know, in a year's time, it could be completely different. Mm -hmm. Like I was aiming for my pro card in the wellness category. And like, you know, being one step away from pro was kind of like a wake up call for me wanting to be, I guess, bigger and better. It kind of woke me up and it was like, I want to try something
0: different. Mm -hmm. And people people say like, you know, Oh, change is scary, right? And there's a lot of fear, but there's a lot of fear that people have to change. But one thing to remember too, and this is something that I remind myself of as well, is that like fear is basically kind of like anxiety, right? It's like the anticipation of what if, what's that going to happen? It's also kind of the same exact feeling as excitement. So it's kind of more like how you look at it. Like because things that are things that are exciting are also scary. So it's kind of that same emotion and that same kind of feeling that you get inside of yourself. It's just kind of like what you choose to do with that. Yeah. And yeah, that's really really cool. Yeah. So so as far as like the actual fitness stuff, like how long did you do like the wellness competing and when did that kind of start for you? Because obviously, you know, taking apart your Barbies and putting the female heads on the male (laughs) bodies to make them big and buff or as buff as Ken can be. Like when did that kind of start for you that you decided that you wanted to kind of make fitness a huge part of your life as it is now?
1: Well, I've always looked up to big muscular girls. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you know Rachel White, but she's... Mm -hmm. um, She's a bodybuilder, okay. a women's physique competitor in Australia. And I've looked up to her even when I was, you know, maybe like 16. Oh. And just looking at her and, you know, looking at the other girls in the gym, it was kind of like just seeing them like just seeing their muscles and their mm-hmm. muscle bellies just pop. It was kind of like one day, you know. Yeah. Like one day I would day. I would love to have that. Um, just to showcase, like, a different side of what, you know, like, female beauty can be. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess just looking up to those women kind of wanted me to, like, start pushing the weights. And Mm -hmm. I used to be a runner as well. So I used to do shit ton of cardio, 10 kilometers every single day. I would (sighs) not miss a day. And then it got to the point where I just, I saw these girls and I was like, no more
0: (laughs) no more running i want to lift heavy things and
1: then i started competing i was about 16. um so i started competing oh wow but i was i was like in a bikini category Mm -hmm. so that's totally different than one i think i think it was called like the inba Mm -hmm. um here in australia uh but i think they're a different federation now um within like the same kind of company but Uh, So I used to do just bikini modelling just to kind of give it a shot. I didn't really, you know, have any high expectations for myself. I just wanted to learn the stage, learn, you know, the posing and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And then um, I started gaining more muscle and then my body was kind of like an in-betweener. So I was doing bikini and um, IFBB Mm -hmm. as well. But the judges advised me to grow more size and move into figure. Mm-hmm. And there was no wellness category at the time but then in 2019 they brought out the wellness category and it was at the same time where my partner was prepping me for a photo shoot that I wanted to do mm-hmm. and it was um so I went to a posing workshop and um Nat uh this posing teacher she mm-hmm. she was like you should compete and I was like Mm, nah I'm good she was like honestly just do it mm-hmm. and so I ended up doing it and taking out the overalls and then I came second in Australia for oh, the wellness wow. category so that was in 2019 Ooh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so that was really cool but then it just kind of took a turn I was like yeah I think I need to try something different like I love the wellness category such a beautiful category like well, change pass off cool, to those girls for, for you.
0: you're living for it everything has yeah. changed
1: so now it's just um about you know taking the time to build size i mean the stage isn't going anywhere so
0: Mm -hmm. you can always come back to it if you want or different categories and change whatever it is that you feel like you want to be doing exactly
1: but i'm not letting that stop me from posting photos in like lingerie or even just gym wear flexing
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um you know just trying to embrace that thickness
0: it's kind of like that thing too like you've worked so hard to have the body that you have and that's what's beautiful to you and that's yeah. like owning your own power and yep. it's like, like when you were younger right so i i think back sometimes uh to like when i was a kid right and i always wanted to be stronger than the boys i always wanted yeah. to be faster than the boys mm-hmm. i remember i would do like push-up competitions like against my like male cousin and just I was so happy once because I beat him. I did twenty push-ups. He only got to eighteen. <laughs> so, but it, it's is it has it been kind of that thing? Cause I know like her biceps like to focus on that a lot. Like you know, women being I stronger than men love and, and stuff it. like that. Yeah. I
1: love it. I feel so empowered when I you know am making content with guys that are smaller than me, mm-hmm. or you know guys that are older than me, but they're so small, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. Let me feel your little bust. Oh, it's so cute and squishy. So, yeah. I love when they're just like, shit talk them
0: now. I'm like, okay, let's
1: fucking go. And even just like, I love like the muscle comparison side Mm -hmm. of thing as well. So just like having them next to me and just flexing. But it's like, they are so small. I can't, I can't put a straight face on. Yeah. Because of how cute and just funny they are. Like, they're trying to be all serious. Like, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, no. <laughs> just, just, just stop.
0: I sometimes <laughs> will go through and I'm like, cause they're like, shit talk. I and mean, so I'll start to start talking trash. And then as soon as the camera's off, I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. Are you all right with this? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, fine. i like, I'm I'm like, okay, I'm just checking. Yeah. It's like, you're so cute and small. I just want to make sure I'm not actually like scarring you emotionally. <laughs> Laura. Shopping for women is so fun. How much shopping have we done in Bali? Um, We've been shopping every single day. So many different kinds of outfits, Yeah, tops, bottoms, shorts. It feels like women's fashion changes all the time, but with guys, it's like, it's always pants, shirt. Shorts. Shorts, maybe. Maybe. And it all (laughs) pretty much looks the same, right? And honestly, sometimes when I buy stuff for my man, it just doesn't fit him right, especially if I'm buying online and I don't know what it is until it arrives you know what i mean sizing too no it's yeah. awful and especially my man oh he's so pretty he's got these big shoulders but his tiny little waist huge oh huge. he's so massive so it's hard to find things that fit him well in the shoulders and the waist right no i i could find that I, I could see how that'd be challenging yeah for sure seriously i don't know oh that's another thing like okay so when you find something that fits you so well you're just like Oh, I feel good. Yeah. And when you feel good, you look good. Right. Well, luckily for everybody today, our sponsor of this show is True Classic. Now, Yay! maybe you guys have heard of True Classic on other podcasts, but you should only be listening to this podcast, of course. But did you know that at True Classic Tees, they have sizing that goes all the way up for even like the big boys out there? Ooh, what they told me. Nice. Is they have tall and XXL sizing on all their staple colors. Mm hmm. They're more than just a T-shirt company. They have all the menswear staples that your guy could ever need. Polos, workout shirts. Oh, signature splattering fit. You want to be flattered, don't you? If, if you go out and you wear clothes and you look good, you want some compliments, right? Yes. You duh. want compliments? If we want compliments, the men won't call y'all want to get noticed. We all want to get noticed <laughs> They're more than just a t-shirt company. And I mean, honestly, they also have a pack builder on their website where you can custom bundle all of their essential products and save even more of a discount than we're offering you guys today. Yes. Um, we get uh, 25% off at trueclassictees.com with code TWND. Free shipping is also included on purchases over $100. Score! So you could just completely upgrade your wardrobe and feel good while doing it. Save your money! <laughs> save, save money. So you can shop more. Yeah. So let's see. Um, they're completely different. They have a closer fit in the arms and chest to highlight your guys' best assets. Ooh, hey. the pecs. those pecs popping in True Classic. <laughs> They have a little wiggle room in the torso to keep things cozy and streamline your look, so not too tight in the waist, mm-hmm. but also not too tight in the chest. All of their styles are super soft and affordable, out with the old ratty t-shirts that you've been hanging on to since Varsity Volleyball. Hi. Did you guys play Varsity Volleyball? Let us know in the comments. But you've <laughs> got to get these for the man or for yourself. Yes. You know what I mean? This is a gift that he will actually love, and believe me, you will too. And to demonstrate how amazing these t-shirts are, we have a model today. What? Are you we excited? Do? Yeah. Who? He's so hot. Come on in. Let us drool over you. No? Hello? Hello? Is anybody there? Hello? Oh, I heard the door. Jumbo. Oh! Wow. Oh, oh my god. Oh, come, come see Come join. Right Oh, it's so pretty! What? Look at those be- How am I ever gonna find a shirt to fit those massive pecs and shoulders and that itty bitty waist? With a brown face and no face too. All right, all right, baby. I'm gonna give you this beautifully soft t-shirt. Now, let me know how you think it feels. Ooh, that's a nice by color. By alone, that feels good. Yeah, I think it will bring out the colors it's in soft. your eyes. It's really soft. Mmm, soft nice. like soft like my yeah, soft like my skin. <laughs> Softer than your skin. <gasps> oh, do you hear that, ladies and True gentlemen? Classic tees are softer than my skin, and I moisturize and exfoliate Ex- daily. And it's really fucking soft. It's really soft. It's like soft. baby, baby soft. But even with as sweaty as he is, here we go. Ooh, look at that. Damn, it fits mm. like a glove. That's wonderful. But not too snug. That's fantastic. Look at that. All right, so turn like this. Mm, not too tight in the waist. I like that. It leaves you a little bit of room so it's not like hugged in too much. And then take a seat. Nice. Ooh, that fits your shoulders really well. How considering does it feel? how big yeah, they it. are. That's a nice color too. You're going to keep it on? It makes your eyes pop. That's a nice color. Yeah, it's fantastic. So if you guys want to not only feel good, but look good, well, Half of the battle of feeling good is looking good. So if you also want to look good, go to trueclassictees.com and use code TWND. You get 25% off and free shipping on orders over $100. That's a no-brainer. So build <laughs> yourself a pack, an entirely new wardrobe, and help support the podcast that you guys love so much. And thank you to this model for being here This today. hunk. Oh, this is how we get more female viewers. Jordan Perry told us so. Yes. All right, now get out of here. Thank you. <laughs> And thank you, True Classic, for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you, True Classic.
1: Mwah. Even in the gym, uh, when I used to train, like um, in a gym, but now I' training kind of alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to get, like, a lot of, like, smaller dudes looking at me or even coming up to me and complimenting on my physique, mm-hmm. you know. One time I took my jumper off and this guy was like, oh. he just came up to <laughs> the like, and <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry to disturb you, but, like, you took your jumper off and then just, your muscles just popped and I'm like... <laughs> stop it
0: (laughs) stop but keep going please yeah
1: (laughs) and then you know like just lifting heavier weights than them it's Mm -hmm. such a powerful feeling it is it really is
0: and like something that's cool too like because you mentioned this like guy coming up to you right and actually paying you a compliment to all of the hard work that you've done yeah and while you can see that in yourself it's cool to hear that from someone else especially like someone that mentally you're kind of like competing against because it's a guy you know and that's not like oh you know fuck all men but it is definitely one of those things and especially like when I feel like you do get to a certain level of I guess i don't know if muscularity is a word but you know like any sort of built woman that i've ever seen on social media gets shit from some guy who looks like his ass has become his chin and it's like (laughs) you know what like you know and and it's one of those things too that it's easier to focus on the negative comments because you can get like 50 positive comments that one that's negative that one that kind of probes at any minute amount of insecurity that you might have inside of you. That's what our brain latches onto. So it's, it's a really cool thing to kind of be able to just say, fuck that. And even if it kind of bothers you, you push past it and you can use that as a motivator to just keep doing what you're doing and push yourself even further to be like an extra fuck you to anyone that says differently. Cause it's like, you don't know the amount of time, effort, work the things that have been sacrificed to get to this level that we are because you're not out there doing it and you're typically just sitting there behind your phone trolling somebody who worked hard and for whatever reason that they may have whether it's their own insecurities or you know you know they're lonely and sad and alone (laughs) because they're lonely (laughs) because they're trolls so don't freaking do that because it's very rude and it just makes you look even more sad and pathetic than you are
1: so. I find it funny. Like, I just look at it, and sometimes I'm like, to my partner. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> just look. I do that all the time. Like,
0: I'm like, look at this guy said, I yeah. make a reply video. <laughs> I'm going to him even harder. Literally.
1: It's just, it's it's actually motivating to me. Like, it I is. just don't care. Yeah. I get people thinking that I'm trans, and it's like,
0: oh my God. Good for you. Let's talk about this. <laughs> oh my God. Like one of the first times that I was ever like, you know, I've not been drinking all the time. I've been really consistent with my workouts, and I'm gonna post a flexing video. Yeah. And And you get, you know, like, but how big's your dick? It's like I don't know. My mental dick's clearly bigger than yours, you <laughs> sad fuck. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't. It, it almost used to bother me at first, but I've I've always kind of. I've, I've gotten those comments even before I started doing fitness stuff because I'm taller and even though I wasn't like as into fitness as I am now I've always been a little just broad muscular yeah I, I just kind of I, I think I'm kind of lucky in that way like even my mom I remember when I was young she was much more overweight than she is now like she's lost a lot of weight yeah. but she would flex and she did not work out and she would have softballs like hard nice arms and you know it's nice. like i so maybe it is a little bit easier for me to build muscle and to you know if i'm good to myself yeah. to keep a better physique you've got a
1: very like lean physique
0: thank you like
1: just doing the photo shoot together like her bicep veins are like
0: Woof, well, as, partially, as i mentioned during the photo shoot because <laughs> i was so afraid of bali belly in bali that i barely ate enough to keep the lights on so <laughs> I was so afraid of shitting my pants like, you are fine honestly you're fine but it was great because i lost like 15 pounds i don't know what that is in kilograms sorry I don't even know. but now i could eat a shitload of bread and i'm super stoked about it because she's really, obsessed with
1: baker's uh, delight
0: uh, I've, I've talked about it so much when i came back from australia last time like the one of the first things i said on the podcast guys the bread it's so fucking good <laughs> <coughs> But as far as the photo shoot that we just did definitely a little more different than the vibes that you're typically working with. You want to talk about that a little bit? How did you feel doing the shoot that we just did? I'm not used to doing, (laughs) (laughs) um,
1: I'm not really used to doing like lingerie shoots or anything like that. So I guess it was very different for me and I normally don't do shoots in general. So that's what I really want to try and push for. Mm. Um, So this year's kind of been like a really big change of just, you know, building up more content. So, um, you know, getting into photo shoots, I really Mm -hmm. would love to showcase a little bit more of that and just to showcase, as I always say, my thickness. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just trying to embrace my muscle building phase, like I just don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just kind of being in that moment. So definitely doing like a lingerie shoot with you uh, has been so much fun! That was so fun! It was. And you
0: like, guys are gonna love the photos. Like I cannot <laughs> wait to share them. We had so much fun. We got so much BTS. I'm a gremlin, like always, and she's a beautiful goddess. <laughs> and it it was really fun. But I think that's one of the cool things about photo shoots too. Because I've always, um, ever since I started doing photo shoots, I think like the first. Photo when sh- when did you start? Well, so starting with uh, web camming is where I started, and that's obviously not photo shoots. That's you like sitting in your bedroom in front of a camera for hours and hours and hours and hours entertaining men online. Some women, but mostly men, let's be honest. So it was kind of like I didn't really get into shooting photos that I wasn't shooting myself until I shot, I'm trying to think, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Hmm. I think I shot for Playboy First, like Playboy Ooh. Plus not the magazine. I've never been pretty enough oh, okay. to get into Playboy. So um but then Penthouse was shortly after that. With Penthouse? I'm sorry?
1: Oh, uh, like is that like a company or is that Oh
0: I forget Let's try that. So <laughs> Penthouse is basically kind of like a little raunchier version of Playboy. Okay. So nude like you know, beautiful sets and stuff like that um I yeah. ended up getting the penthouse pet of the month in september of 2017 i want to say so that was really fun but it was kind of uh those two were very close together when i shot um yep. and it ended up being so fun like just the whole experience of set and i had no idea what i was doing i didn't know my angles like so many photos and i i had so much fun but i look back on some of those photos now and i look like Like, scared. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, my face stays the same throughout almost everything. I didn't really know what to do with posing. And then after that, like, just wanting to get more and more into doing photo shoots and kind of just, like, allowing myself to kind of relax and being around people who made that a lot easier. Yeah. Because when you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. It it was like, so I did a a coffee class today with my man. (laughs) When, (laughs) thanks, Mom. When I'm not good at something right away... I get stressed. <laughs> like I just flip out. I get like all in my own head and I'm thinking like I'm wasting everybody's time. This is awful. I'll never be good at this. But then it's I guess that's I'm kind of my own worst critic, so I also kind of use that as motivation to try to keep doing better, which I guess ended up being a good thing with photo shoots, <laughs> but it's yeah. kind of like it also um I feel like has made me learn my body a lot more like not even just as far as posing but sometimes like if i'm having a really shitty you know internalizing self-loathing day and i do a photo shoot i get some of those photos back or i just see the photos on the camera i'm like oh my god that's me that's not me you know and it's like a confidence even even
1: just being behind the camera and watching you you know pose and do those kinds of things like because i don't do photo shoots so just seeing you do you know what you do, it motivated me to try new things because like me being me, I'm just like stiff. Yeah. I don't know my angles when it comes to so
0: you, photo shoots. I only middle. know angles
1: when it comes to posing for a bodybuilding show. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and that's like so. very like specific because there's certain things that they're looking for when they're judging. So mm-hmm. there's certain angles that you really yeah. have to hit and all that. Yeah. But when it's like your photo shoot, it's like you, it's can, like you your, can do anything. you can make your body do whatever you want and, and I'm I, not used to that. So. It, it's what I think is so cool about photo shoots and especially like finding good photographers to work with. Yeah. Hey Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> because (laughs) (laughs) Because if you can, it's like you're creating art in whatever form that is. So as models, we bring our body as the art. So it's up to us to kind of be like, how do we feel the most confident? How do we feel that we look the best? And also having input from somebody else who sees you in a different way can also show you outside of yourself that maybe you didn't even see before and essentially what we're all doing whether you're the photographer the makeup artist whether you're someone who's designing the set you're all bringing different pieces of art together to make one final masterpiece and so that should be as fun as humanly possible because art is fun and art is like energy and if you're bringing a good and positive energy you're gonna get something good out of it regardless it's just kind of like surrounding yourself with the right people to make sure that your energy is all kind of...
1: Exactly. <sighs> there is like- so much that goes into it, mm-hmm. which I never knew myself, like even just looking at maybe even Instagram models or mm-hmm. just content creators in general, there is so much that goes on around, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, and even just the money aspect, like it's worth it for that art mm-hmm. and what you're bringing to the table, so...
0: Yeah, and it's one of those things too that I, I look at and um, I, I know that there are some content creators who are very much like, well, I can just shoot it all myself. And yeah. that's fantastic. And that's what I did for so many years. But it also reaches a point where when you don't have other eyes looking at the same thing, it can become stagnant because yeah. there's not change. Yeah. And that which does not change or grow stagnates and dies. So it's kind of one of those things where it can even be like, yes, you can keep taking like the same photos in front of your iPhone on a stand forever. And that's totally cool. There
1: was more people
0: into you. And when you're kind of like feeling your energy and, you know, kind of feeding off of the vibes of everybody's energy who's around you, even if you're just doing like a solo shoot, it's just like you and the photographer, you and the makeup artist or like me and Laura who's not here. I miss you, Laura. I miss you so much. (laughs) But um, it's one of those things that it's kind of just like, as long as you can have fun, you're going to get something good out of it. And also, it's one of those things that like this whole thing, whatever we're creating with our bodies, you know, it is temporary. Eventually, we won't look like this, whether it's because we decided to like change our fitness regime, whether... I decide that I'm just going to live at Baker's Delight and eat all of their bread for the rest of my life and get (laughs) morbidly obese. Things change, you know, so you're not going to look this way forever. And it's been even cool for me to look back at photos that I used to just shoot of myself versus like this evolution of how my shooting style has changed, whether it's even me shooting my own photos, that has even changed. Just being around different people and seeing other people's eye and getting different ideas from other And then creators. also learning your
1: camera angles mm-hmm. and kind of like... Even just you doing, like, your own makeup as well. Mm-hmm. Like, trying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Girl, I try. Yeah. But Laura does the best. So yeah. But your and makeup outfits. artist was great today, too. Yeah. So I was really happy to get a chance yeah, to work with her. Yeah, Jess does an amazing yes. job. Too. She was fantastic. And she was so sweet, too. I really liked it. But it's all that kind of thing. Because you're, you're meeting new people. And it's something, too, that I've realized more and more. Like, not even just with photo shoots, but just, like, getting out of your comfort zone and getting out of your bubble. The more and more people you meet, yeah. the more and more things you discover about the world, world and especially with yeah with traveling and
1: just connections through social media can lure you into like different parts Mm -hmm. of you know your journey yeah
0: and that's and that's all what life is you know and you know it's one of those things too where it's like you know we can be riding off the high of a photo shoot but tomorrow we might you know not be having the best day but you can look at today and be like well that was a great day and maybe something will change, and this will be a good day. Or yeah. maybe it'll be better tomorrow. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll be three days from now. But that's, like, all life is. Is like, it's not just, like, oh, you make yourself happy, and you just reach a point where you're happy forever. It's the constant pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Because we're not meant to just be in this, like, utopic state of happiness forever. It's all about, <laughs> like, bubble. adversity, whether it's, like addressing a troll online or whether you know it's just a little thing changing your body, whether it's like, oh, I decide that I'm not gonna drink alcohol or maybe you're gonna quit smoking or, or whatever small changes that you make or you're gonna go out and meet somebody new and talk to a fucking stranger today. It's all those little things and it's like life is a whole culmination of experiences and if you don't allow yourself the opportunity, to like go have those experiences you're just going to sit there yeah. in your own stagnated <laughs> misery and, and hate yourself and I know because I've done that so don't do that it's not
1: worth it and and that's why I even just took this leap uh, when Sean Nelson reached out and I was like I'm just going to go I'm just going to do it like I've never traveled on my own I've never been like overseas to the point where it's like I'm solely on my own and There's just no one really around me. It's like, it's just for me. Mm -hmm. And so just taking that leap and just having fun with it. Like Mm -hmm. you never know the outcome. Like it could be shit or it could be amazing.
0: Yeah. But even the shitty experiences, it's like, oh, Well, You'll I learned learn from. from the shitty yeah. experience and, you, and you don't, don't have to like dwell on it and be like this was the most horrible thing. Yeah. I'll never do it again. Cuz if you if you do that, then you're just closing yourself off from the multitude of other opportunities yeah. that are out there. Exactly. You know, and it's easy to kind of like fall into those points of like whether it's depression or, you know, if you get sick, like it, like imagine if you had gotten sick, right? Like you did. But then you just fell off of everything. you was like, well, I just feel shitty, so I'm not. I'm not gonna try to push myself. And yeah, you probably would have gotten better, but you went into it with this thing of I'm going to get better than I was before. Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: That was literally the mentality. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was only temporary. Just mm-hmm. like with anything, it's temporary. Yeah,
0: everything is temporary. Yeah. Like. This podcast is temporary. Eventually, we have to go home. It's very late at night right now. I did not even realize that. I totally messed up today. I,
1: <laughs> Your coffee so was more important.
0: <laughs> the, the coffee making that I like mentally berated myself for. <laughs> for way the
1: too the long. photo you sent me was just impeccable. Was Thank you. <laughs> amazing.
0: <laughs> I got there in the end, but but it's all the thing. And then I, I look at that, you know, instance too. And even while I'm sitting there, like. Pouring milk all over the table everywhere but the cup. Like, how am I even doing this wrong? It's literally pouring milk into a cup with coffee. How am I fucking this up? And I got so in my head about it. And then, you know, my man sees that I'm, like, struggle bussing because I just... it's like immediately my first go-to response is to just like shit dump all over myself and be like you
1: fucking suck at least you got the cleaning part right
0: (laughs) yeah right i know how to clean i'm super good at that (laughs) i'm a woman i'm just kidding men know how to clean too (laughs) but it's it's one of those things where it's, it's definitely easy to get down on yourself but it's also kind of like definitely finding those people who can also kind of sense that and kind of help pull you out of it because you don't have to do everything yourself. And no. that's something that I'm realizing more and more because I'm very much one of those people that's like, I can do it. I can do it on my own. Yeah. I don't need any help. Even if the it's help just is like good. Even if it's just like
1: um, just having that small circle or, mm-hmm. you know, if you're trying to run a business, just having someone behind you to just look out for you mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, just. That small circle makes such a difference. Mm -hmm. You could have even just one person. Yeah. Can make all the difference. It really
0: can. And it's like, it's it's all that other thing too, where as far as like, whether you're just shooting photos on your own or you decide to branch out and shoot with other people, it's somebody else's perspective. Yeah. And sometimes it's a perspective that you can't reach on your own. You need to kind of see that example from other people or you Mm -hmm. need to hear that other input. Even if it's hard to hear at first, you know, it's kind of like, well, you can't, it's one of those things like, you know, everybody has an opinion about your life. You don't have to take every opinion to heart, but there, there are certain things that people can say, even if at first it kind of seems mean or hurtful or whatever. But I think that in general, it's still good to kind of assess all that and be able to look at yourself and see where you have room to improve, because we should always be trying to improve upon ourselves. And, be the best version of ourselves that we can be. Otherwise why are we fucking here? (laughs) You know what I mean? Exactly right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm, It's very exciting. So as far as the lingerie shoots, do you think that you'll be wanting to do more of that kind of stuff? Like how how did you feel about like the shoot today?
1: Um so the shoot uh was very different Mm -hmm. and it was something that I've been wanting to do for quite a while, but I mean, I never really put myself out there kind of thing. I was always quite enclosed uh, with myself, even just on social media, I'm quite enclosed. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, even just like looking through social media and seeing girls doing lingerie shoots, like I find it super sexy, super beautiful, even if they're just beautiful and thick and, you know, they're in the fitness industry or even if they're not, it was like Mm -hmm. when I came across you on, the feed of like Instagram. I just randomly saw your photo. I'm like, she's beautiful. Like that shot was amazing. So it was like, I kind of wanted to do my own research into finding out how these girls kind of work their body image when they shoot. I'm very stiff. So like, I don't know how to work my angles only through bodybuilding poses. So Mm -hmm. um, like we get mandatory poses And it's like with photo shoots you're so free and i'm just not used to that Mm -hmm. so doing the photo shoot with you today it's like i kind of needed your guidance a little bit to learn how to shoot properly or even just work my angles because i'm not free like that and i'm trying to really embrace feeling more free um lately so I think it was really fun and I would definitely love to do it more. Mm-hmm. Um even just like in different lingerie colors, mm-hmm. you know, different mix and match kind of stuff. I'm very much more of like the dominatrix style of yep. shoot. So there's like a little section and it says worship me and I'm like, oh, "I'm all for it." That one was really <laughs> fun. She put so. her fingers in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was really really different mm-hmm. and even just like the worship in general i'm Mm -hmm. very much about that um so even like with muscle worship stuff like that so i absolutely love that and i would definitely love to get more into it so Mm -hmm.
0: so her biceps is kind of what put you on to like the muscle worship aspect before right because you were you doing that before her biceps uh no so i type and i say fetish like very loosely it's not like it's it's not like what i do (laughs) it's even it's
1: it's even just like in general i always get people kind of reaching out you know saying oh my god like i love your muscles like i would love to worship you and it's kind of like i would think in my head like what is this like Mm -hmm. i had no idea like a year and a half ago what muscle worship was Mm -hmm. and so i did a little bit of my research you know looked a bit of like just worshiping in general and then then I came across Brandy May mm, <laughs> and
0: Brandy. I'm like, this
1: girl is literally my vibe. Yeah. <laughs> so she does like a lot of wrestling stuff mm-hmm. as well. I did
0: an oil up wrestling video mm-hmm. with her
1: and oh you fun. did yes it was fun <laughs> it was very fun i'd love to wrestle her <laughs> yeah
0: you should you can so, come to vegas sometime i have i have this big kind of like inflatable oh, wrestling that is ring fun. just pour the oil in there pour it mm-hmm. on each other and just wha- <laughs> go for it it was so fun yeah so, so that's cool about like the worship aspect and i don't know if this is the, any with any accuracy but i kind of think about like the whole muscle worship thing and think about how like you know, gods were like portrayed like the Greek gods. It's mm-hmm. all very like, not all, obviously, I don't even know all the mythology and shit like that. Like, don't come for me. But there's a <laughs> lot of like that chiseled type aspect yeah. of like power. Mm-hmm. So it kind of comes from that almost like, well, that was what was worshipped. So anybody who kind of has anything to say about like anyone, especially women who are very muscular fit is kind of like, it's like you were saying that you would see women on social media whether they're very thick or whether they're very slender or whether they're like muscular like you or like maybe more toned like me or like whatever there's so many different variants to beauty and beauty standards change they come always they go and for Every single person out there, no matter what you look like, there's somebody who thinks you're hot as shit. And that's like. why I think.
1: That's why I think, um, even just with the OF uh, OnlyFans aspect of things, I think it's really cool that women get to embrace their physiques, no matter how they look. Mm-hmm. You know, so even like with you, like you show different, you know, styles of who you are, so,
0: as well as so <laughs> many personalities going around in
1: here, as well <laughs> as just girls in general, they, they can showcase who they are, yeah. their body types, because there will be someone that wants to, mm-hmm. you know, reach out and wants to see more.
0: Mm hmm. And and there are some women who, you know, perform on OnlyFans and and even men too, who like, they don't show their faces. Mm -hmm. It's just about like, whatever type of content is that they're offering there. And there's such a it's funny, like the stigma. Sorry, I'm scooched this back. There's um, a funny stigma about OnlyFans, which is kind of funny to me because yes I mean predominantly I guess the top earners of OnlyFans would definitely be like people who do create pornography but I mean let's be honest porn drives the internet you know what but I it's mean? not only that like but there's yeah. so many creators on OnlyFans who don't do pornography who don't even do nudity yeah. some people if anything maybe they do implied nudity and it's all like covered and artistic there are people on OnlyFans who simply create drawings or paintings and they'll do stuff like that like Laura has a wholesome fans yeah it's just her posting her day-to-day stuff or like BTS from set she doesn't freaking yeah naked. I've
1: noticed like a lot of girls um are definitely doing more of the behind the scenes kind of stuff and mm-hmm. more lingerie or you know it's something a little bit more Revealing doesn't necessarily have to be nude, but mm-hmm. posting that because they feel more comfortable, you know, having that on OF mm-hmm. uh, rather than being on other platforms. Because they do want to make an income. They do want to be their own creator. And I think it's uh, it's quite valuable at the same time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, just for themselves getting appreciated yeah. in that way.
0: And, and honestly, you know, you can go back to the whole, like, my body, my choice. It's kind of like, who is anyone to say how somebody else portrays themselves? Because, like... Inherently, nothing that anyone does on OnlyFans or whether they shoot mainstream porn or whether they're just an Instagram model or an influencer, none of that affects other people. What affects people is how they choose to react to things, for instance. So it's like if you don't like to see content someone is putting out, block them. Or, I don't know, get off the internet mm. and grow a fucking backbone and learn to stop <laughs> being so fucking sensitive. Because not everything that everybody does is a personal attack on you and whatever it is that you fucking believe about the world. Because, you know, it's, it's like with, you know, religion. Religion isn't fucking for everyone. But under the umbrella of religion, there are so many different kinds of fucking religion that yeah. people can cherry pick and, you know, believe whatever they want to believe. And that's totally cool.
1: Like, I used to hide my religion because I used to get bullied for being Jewish, Mm -hmm. and I fucking hated it. So it got to the point where I was like, I'm just not even gonna say anything like...
0: Mm -hmm. Because it's nobody's fucking business either. Because it's like, you know, anything that... People are just cunts. Sorry, but not sorry. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, if, if people find something that they can weaponize and they're miserable people already, they're going to try to use it in a way that's hurtful. Yeah. And it's like, but also at the end of the day, it's kind of, oh, I think that's the first time I've said that in this show. And I say that so many times <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm going to make a t-shirt. It's kind of like, it's, it's how people choose to react to whatever type of content you put out. It's yeah. also on you to choose how you react to those people. So it's kind of like, if you're comfortable with yourself and what it is that you're putting out and how you're representing yourself in the world, then fucking everybody else, because life is long. You know, people always say that life is short, but for the most part, and for a majority of people, it's a lot longer than you think. Because I look back at even periods of my life that you know I felt very miserable, that I felt very depressed. When I look back at that, it felt so long when I was in it, and I'm like, this is gonna be all it is forever. Did it feel Did, it feel
1: Did it, feel draining, like from a day-to-day oh, basis? Oh, God,
0: yes, yeah. I wanted to die every single day. And I thought it was one of those things that I was just gonna be in forever. Yeah. But I look back at, at it now, it feels like, you know, part one, maybe, of my life, or actually part two, because there was still this whole fucking childhood and adolescence, and then this big fucking storm, and you know, bad shit that happened mm-hmm. when I was a kid, bad shit that happened in my 20s it's all temporary and it's it's like everything everything is temporary so it's such a long period of time and something that feels horrible or shitty today might not even feel that way tomorrow it might take five years to not feel that shitty it might take 10 and how did
1: you feel like you know when you're going through this tough time in your life how did you feel like like what was the stepping stone that came to mind and you just instantly was just like I've had enough like I need to change How did it, how did it,
0: I feel like I had a lot of series of rapid changes. And of course, obviously my situation is not going to be like everybody's situation, but, um, I was in a very abusive relationship, Mm. um, for basically from the age of just turned 19 up until the end of 2019. (laughs) So it was a very, very long period of time and um kind of the the change that happened for me i think um my, my situations are much differently so i'm yeah. not sure if you've heard of the whole thing i didn't discover this until later but your brain doesn't even fully develop until you're probably about in your mid-20s 25 to 28. Yeah. and i started to you know, I had a, I had someone whispering in my ear all the time about, you know, what a horrible person I was calling me a whore for a job or situations that this person put me into making me internalize all of this misplaced guilt and self-loathing and making me feel like I was absolutely worthless. And mm-hmm. I couldn't remember a time that I didn't feel like that until I think a
1: lot of women, even me mm-hmm. go through that yeah. and it. No, the more, I talk life to, the more women I
0: talk to, the more I realize that a lot of women have something very, very similar in common. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure that there are men too, but um, obviously I've mostly talked about these things with women, both on and off the podcast. Um, yeah. And predominantly a lot of them off the podcast, because a lot of people aren't, you know, able at this moment in time to be as open as I feel like I want to be now. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons um, also that I started to be more open About things and of course you know not all details are privy to the public you know not everybody needs to know every bit of that but when I did you know finally get into therapy um, it was I had you know left my spouse Mm -hmm. um, the divorce was finalized all that stuff um, was still paying (laughs) alimony all this this fun stuff and I had quit drinking for a while and I decided to start therapy and I got to this point where I kind of started therapy as a joke <laughs> because I didn't really think that there was any point to therapy. You know, therapy is just for crazy people. And I'd had bad experiences with therapists in the past who didn't really want to find, I guess, the root cause of why I was feeling a yep. certain way. It was like, here's a medication that you can take. And I was like, I don't want medication. I want to... I've always been one of those people that, like, I want to know why this is the way that it mm-hmm. is. I want to know how this works. I, I want to... You know have a fuller understanding of these yeah. things and when i finally did get into therapy and started taking it seriously i realized oh there's a lot to unpack here mm-hmm. that i didn't realize and the hardest thing was actually uh talking and talking about those things communication was yeah. not a thing in my relationship if i were to you know, make how I was feeling known. It would be like, well, you shouldn't feel that way, and this is why you shouldn't feel that way, and just completely invalidating everything. So I got to the point where I wouldn't really talk, and I would just listen. I spent a lot of time just listening and observing, and you know, talking about how I felt about things or uh, just anything like that was so incredibly impossible for me. So that just going through the therapy in,
1: was it talking in general to other people yes, as well? Yes. Yeah not just in therapy yes if there is yeah. if
0: there was not a webcam in front of my face i didn't know how to fucking do it <laughs> or a cup of alcohol in my hand
1: <laughs> did you feel like also when you were cam modeling and talking to people it was hard for you as well or it just completely went out the window
0: completely went out the window because so camming for me was very much uh performance art if you will, because it was like, I'm logging online to do a show, Mm -hmm. and I'm here to entertain the people. So for me, and with webcamming as well, it's like, it's not like you see the other people, you're not face to face with people. And in a way, it kind of feels anonymous, even though it's obviously not, it's all over the internet. But um, you could have I'd have uh, 3,000 people in my room and it would be like nothing because it's like you don't see them and it's just text on a screen. So even if someone was a, you know, a dick, it's easy to just be like, you know, just make make <laughs> something them. funny. Uh, I would like to fight them. <laughs> I would just like, you know, make that my little repertoire yeah. back and forth. People used to come to my camera just to watch that. So, <laughs> But
1: <laughs> that actually... That would have been so entertaining. <laughs> I don't know why, but that would have been so entertaining.
0: <laughs> it was, but it, it was also... Um, once I got around actual people, and I feel like I interacted with a lot of very fake people. And when I was around people, it's like I was very, very isolated for the most part. So I would kind of overshare and then end up having that used against me in some way. So that made me even more not, you know- Wanting to express yourself. To express and to share and and all that kind of stuff. So with, with therapy, When I was forced, because like that's what you have to do is talk. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. have to talk about all the shit you don't want to talk about, and the more you talk, the more you unlock things that your brain has just like decided. Well, your brain, you know, especially when you go through very traumatic things, Mm -hmm. it blocks it. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that was a thing. So going through therapy was like unlocking and re-experiencing and reliving all this trauma that my brain just
1: unlocked,
0: stopped me from dealing with until the talking happened but while that was very hard the more and more that i forced myself to do it and i i never missed a meeting you know i it was on that schedule and i was like i'm fucking paying for this yeah. show up and it was just like talk therapy it was online like the better help thing so um the more and more i did that more and more I realize kind of and I've made this correlation before so I'm sorry but she's might not have heard it so it's like um, the Harry Potter thing you know it sounds stupid to say but fear of the name increases fear of the thing itself like if you are too afraid to talk about it you're never going to get past it and I think that you know if more and more people were able to talk to other people openly about shared experiences Mm -hmm. or even similar experiences even if they're not quite the same yeah you don't feel as alone and I think if I had had a situation or someone to talk to in a way that I felt that I could actually be fully open with them and not have it used against me in a way or or to say, fuck you, if you do use it against me, well, you're a shitty person for doing that. And just being able to be open and fully own myself and how I was feeling and the things that I thought and believed okay. that I've you know, would have been in a better position a long time ago. So that's why, especially having a podcast like this, where I do talk so openly about mental health and about abuse and trauma and all that kind of stuff and different things, you know, inside and outside of the industry that I'm in, then maybe if more people can listen to it, then they'll feel more comfortable either seeking help from a professional or being more open with the people close to them and seeing who really actually cares and values them.
1: And do you feel like, you know, opening up whilst being in therapy has also um, built up a really good relationship with your partner. Being oh, able to God. Yes. express oh exactly God. how you feel. Oh, you don't feel God. like you need to hide things because I feel like within myself, yes. I'm a very enclosed person. Mm. So good. even just doing Q and A's on like social media, it's like, it bottles up, mm-hmm. but it's like, sometimes you just need to take a breath and you're like, I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes the honesty is just, the best content Mm -hmm. you can create. Yes. It's like with people talking about steroids. It's like, I can openly say like, I'm fine with taking steroids. I Mm -hmm. take steroids
0: within this sport. A lot of people do and aren't honest about it, which I think is even more damaging. Because if you look at someone, for instance, say that, Even, let's like go the route of men because mostly men listen to this podcast, let's be honest. I wish more women would, but it's mostly men. So say that you have like a young man, right? Maybe like a teenager or something who then goes and looks at these men online who are fitness models or bodybuilders and any of that kind of stuff and like, fuck, I aspire to be like that. And no matter how much they work, they can't achieve that. Be honest, (laughs) Like, like you could potentially be damaging a young mind, or even not a young mind, someone who's just wanting to attain that kind of aesthetic or something. And it's like, if you're going to do it, be honest about it. Otherwise, like, like, why keep living the lie? It's like, when you ask one of the things of like, what, what finally kind of changed my course of action, that's like, the reason that I ended up like, finally leaving my ex. It was like a point where I ignored so many things because I, I thought everything was my fault. And I finally reached this point where it was just, like, the biggest final lie just <laughs> caught out, right? And, um, like, I swear to God, it was, like, that brain thing, like, hiding things from you. It's, like, the floodgates yeah. opened, and every lie that I knew that had ever yeah. been and I had ignored, I was, like, it's done. It's just a build-up. I'm done doing it. It's because a build-up like... of,
1: like, it becomes a joke. Like, it actually mm-hmm. becomes a joke. Yeah. And I've been through the same thing where it just becomes a buildup of a joke. And it gets to the point where, like, I'm done. Like, yeah. goodbye. Like, yeah.
0: like, this isn't funny. Yeah, it's not funny. And it gets <laughs> easier It joke. gets
1: easier and easier the more they lie, the more they try to, mm-hmm. you know, blame you for things. Mm-hmm. It becomes so much easier to the point where, like, go away. Yeah. Like, and it's not just I've with,
0: like, a romantic partner, either. Right. I've had that with, you know, Friends and it's like and and the more and more that I especially going through therapy and talking about things that were bothering me It's like the more and more I realized all these people in my life who were lying to me in one way or another Whether it was withholding things whether it was You know lying directly to my face whether it was you know lying behind my back and having to hear about it from other people and And doing all this stuff back and forth. I was just like I'm too old and, I've, and I'm now, I know I'm not old, but I'm too, I guess, mature enough yeah. to be at this point and to keep letting the same fucking shit happen. It's a definition of insanity, is doing the same thing again and again and expecting different results, like thinking, this will be the time that they don't fucking lie to me. This will be the time that they don't let me down. Do you
1: ever feel like, you know, having the mentality of trust and people completely doing the opposite it's kind of put you back from socializing with people or even just becoming friends with someone or even just doing content creation with someone. Do you feel like I think it's restricted you?
0: I don't think that it's restricted me. In fact, I think it's helped me to create better content and better connections with people yeah. because now I'm at a point where I'm open and honest publicly on a platform like this as much as I feel comfortable being And I feel like I've also been through enough experiences with people to kind of be able to recognize certain patterns and behaviors in people and keep those people at a distance. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, I fucking hate you. I'll never fucking speak to you. But there has to be distance. And there has to be separation from that. Because I don't have the time to take on all of your bullshit because I'm still working through my own bullshit. Mm. You know what I mean? And for me now, I think I've also reached a point where... Um, I do very much trust the people that are close to me, but I've also now realized that trust is not just a thing that is given. It's it's because you always the people, well, why don't you trust yeah. me? It's like because trust is earned, mm-hmm. and if you do not earn that trust, it's like you have to you have to keep proving, and I have to prove to yeah. people that I am a trustworthy person. And when you prove that you are trustworthy, and you see other people prove to you that you can trust them. It's not just like, oh, I, I met this person and now I, I trust them. Yeah. That's ridiculous, and I used to do that all the time, and it me more times time, yeah. than I can, because I just wanted that connection. I wanted to have that level of trust with someone. But when you're so out there and willing to just give someone your everything when they're only giving you this much yeah. and they don't let you see anything that's behind that, then it starts to seep out and it starts to affect you because you thought, well, I gave you all of, my trust, I gave you all of my energy, I gave you every piece of me that I could because I wanted you to be someone that I cared about and that I could count on and that I could come to in times of need. Yeah. And you have proven time and time again that you are not that person. So now I kind of more look at things as, it's, I'll um, try, Yeah. but if you do not prove to me that I can trust you, then I will no longer kind of waste my time in the situation. Yeah. So. Little little bit different, I guess.
1: That's good. That's yeah. good. I'm pretty much have the same mentality. Like when you give someone your all and then they just completely fuck you over. It's just
0: It's devastating. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's I'm it's I'm not one to continue mm-hmm. my time.
0: I, I had someone ask me this on a podcast, I believe it was Lisa when she was on, so she kind of asked, you know, we had a similar conversation about trust and all that. And How do you feel if someone who has broken your trust or someone that you have kind of parted ways with were to come back and apologize and try to rekindle a friendship or a partnership not like romantic necessarily but even just like in business or whatever how do you think that you would deal with that would you be someone who would kind of well i guess i'll just let you how how would you kind of see that and handle that
1: um I guess that's a very tough question. I've had so many people in my life completely turn me over to the point where I don't know who to trust. And I'm a big believer in energy. So if I sense someone that has really negative energy around me, I cannot be in that Mm -hmm. space with that person. Mm -hmm. And if someone does, you know um I guess do things that are completely against our friendship I would forgive them but I would move on Mm -hmm. I don't see myself moving on with that person to the point where I would connect on the level that we did Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person that would part ways on a good note where it's just mutual but i'm one to just part ways i agree i can't reconnect with that person that i trusted and gave my all Mm -hmm. to then them completely turning over what we have Mm -hmm. or had
0: yeah
1: and yeah i just
0: no i I would much completely agree it's one of those things where you've already given them your everything
1: it's like there's not much else i can do so
0: there's nothing left and it just comes a point
1: where it's like my time is so precious i'm not going to waste my time trying to rebuild what is lost a Mm -hmm. long time ago
0: i agree i absolutely agree so on that note we have been going for an hour but this whole conversation has made me very thirsty (laughs) i brought something from the states for you to try did you know that one stick of liquid IV dissolved in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more effectively than water alone? I did not know. I've said this so many freaking <laughs> times. I, I it tastes know. good. It has a lot of B vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, which is good and helps prevent against you know getting sick and stuff. Would you like to try one? We have guava or acai berry.
1: Mmm, guava sounds nice. Mm, it
0: is. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Get out of here, acai. It's still good. You guys should try it. So, you guys can go to liquidiv.com and use code TWND to save 15% and get free shipping on anything that you purchase. And you can experience better hydration today. So, I like to pour them in my tumbler because, like, what glasses hold 16 ounces of water? And I always have a tumbler because I'm always <laughs> training. So, just shake it up. Nice and frothy. Very frothy.
1: Give it a try. Mm. This is actually really good. Yeah,
0: I like guava. <laughs> Keeping it. You can. <laughs> That's you mine. can totally keep it. <laughs> and you can keep it too. So go to liquidiv.com, use code TWND, 15% off, free shipping. And I want you guys to give Ariel a follow because she is absolutely amazing and she has so much fun content. You guys can <laughs> see her on her biceps and everywhere else. So give them your social media
1: um so my instagram is ariel underscore underscore ifbb Mm
0: -hmm. or you can just
1: search ariel rose (laughs) it should come up
0: (laughs) all right so follow ariel and you will enjoy everything about her because i really have so thank you for coming on this thank you so much absolutely fantastic and i can't wait to shoot with her again thank you guys for listening once again leave your comments on youtube to help the algorithm share with a friend because word of Word of of mouth. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Word of mouth is what (laughs) helps this podcast grow, so support the podcast and go support Ariel because she's absolutely fantastic.